The following message is not a paid endorsement. We don't have enough followers to have paid endorsements. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> okay, so I got to do something fun last night. Uh, now, this, this podcast takes a while to edit, so all news is old news from us. But I got to do something fun last night. I got to go to a Marvel movie opening weekend. By yourself? Yeah, unfortunately by myself. We didn't want Stacy to get any spoilers for the future of the MCU. We didn't want Stacy to get any spoilers. Stacy knows she wouldn't know what they were talking about and wouldn't remember <laughs> any fucking way. You were wrong anyway. I could have gone to see that movie. Yeah, there weren't a lot of a whole lot of spoilers for what's between Infinity War and now. Um It's okay. I gotta go I got to go watch uh what's his name? Um yeah, already fucking it up. Uh, fuck, what is his name? The big wrestler dude. Cena. Yeah, John Cena. And some actress whose name I should know, but I don't. Um, that was a good movie. Anyhow. Martin movie, I bet. N- probably not. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's fun. It's a, a fun family movie. Uh, lots of laughs, a little bit of killing. Um, a movie that you can take your eight-year-old little girl to? Absolutely, please do. Multiple times. Uh, you've probably seen all the hype on the internet about all of the things that aren't wrong with this movie because this movie is just a, a fun movie. It's just fun. I'm not going to spoil anything. We promise no spoilers until after after things come to stre- streaming. And really limited spoilers then also. Uh, so that if you're watching the MCU or the MCM, the multiverse, unfold with us, we're not like killing what's coming. Is that what we have to call it now? Just because I want to. Safe. Yeah, there's a lot of debate about whether or not this is the 616. And I've, I've, I've stood on that soapbox. No, I'm not going to stand listen, on it more. No. Debate. The 616 is the comic books. The movies are the 617 or the 92 blah 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 bullshit. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. I don't care. The 616, when you are referring to it on this podcast, is the comic books. Yeah. Period. Because I also finished Loki season two last week. Amazing. Don't lie. It was pretty friggin' good. Don't lie. It was you. You were pretty mid about it. The ending is not the ending I was hoping for, but it was still well written, well acted, a, a, an emotional journey along the way. And Owen Wilson is 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 just unimpeachable. So you're as an actor in that character, to lust after Loki and to laugh at Owen Wilson. There's some laughing at Loki too. Was always laughing at Loki. I <laughs> laugh that people think he's sexy, but yeah, uh, all of that apropos of not what we watched this week. But uh, I just I wanted wish to I had watched it this week instead of what we did watch. <laughs> I just wanted to throw a, a a recommendation out there if you haven't seen it. By the time this releases, is at week three or four in the theaters. So the crowds will be a little thinned out. Uh, it's worth it if you're on the fence. Sure. And here's the deal. Go see the movie two or three times anyway, because these 
dickless wonders. Before the weekend is over, they're already talking about how um, the Marvel uh, movie has lost money. Yesterday, before the last show of the evening even fucking aired, they're talking about how little money the, the movie has made. Yeah. When it made 20, million, 20 plus million dollars before the last showing of the day. On the first night, yeah. Yeah, on the first fucking night. Everybody needs to sit down several times. But even before wait until the end of the goddamn weekend, at the very least. Yeah, even before the numbers are published, they're they're before the movie even started showing, they were there were all kinds of crap on my Facebook about how this is the lowest grossing movie. Because they literally don't know anything about yeah. anything. They're just spouting what they heard someone else say. Yep. That fits their narrative. I mean it's it's absolute insanity. The amount it's it's like watching a political debate. They're just randomly saying whatever the fuck they want, knowing full well that nobody's going to look it up and prove them wrong. No, I, I got into a lot of fights with a lot of randos on the internet Listen this week. Here, we need to have a conversation about your random fights because we went to follow, we we went to Goodwill. You The entire time you were walking around Google, it was like an hour, maybe a, a little less than an hour. You had your, your, I don't know how you followed me. Your face was in your phone so hard that if I had switched somebody out with the same colored shirt, for me, you would not have known it until we got to the register. It, it's got to stop. I know that you're like, tell somebody one time they're a dickless wonder and then just walk away from it. You're spending too much time yelling. They're not, they're not listening to you. It's not for them. Yes, but the one comment will reach the people that you want it to reach. The argument, nobody's reading all that but you. You're... You get a little obsessive, Mr. Neurospicy. Well, you told me that they had to rage quit the fight for me to win the fight. <laughs> yes, well, I have learned in the last five years that winning the fight is not the most important thing. Leaving the fight with your sanity is more important. I do not argue with I don't the enter the fight with my sanity. Well, you're funny. I don't fight on the internet anymore. It's not worth it because the people that are arguing with me don't know what they talk, are talking about. They're not going to change their minds. And they tend to jump right into uh, saying nasty stuff about you personally and not the debate because oh, people yeah. don't know how to debate. Anymore. Well, I call them on that, too. It, you just They don't know what they're talking about. Post on the groups. Now that you've watched the movie, you can post. I really like the movie because... Non-spoiler reasons why. Yeah. Go take your daughters to see it. And then let them yell in the comment section. And let it be that. <laughs> let it be over. You spent the whole day yelling at people yesterday. The same person, probably. Uh, several people. I am glad, though, that there are... You're not the only one. There are multiple men calling out other men uh, for their stupidity. Um, and it is nice to see... As a woman in several Marvel groups that are mostly men, there's not a lot of um, safety involved in those uh, groups for women to post. Yeah. Um, lots of tits and ass shots, which I reported a couple because uh, one girl who I'm not sure she was le uh, legal age, you could see her nipples. And nipples, I can't post a picture of me breastfeeding our kids when they were little, but they can have this like barely 18 year olds nipples all the way out. 
And Facebook said, yeah, that doesn't violate our community standards. Yeah. Fuck all of you. All of you. Because they're nice titties to look at. It doesn't it doesn't bother anybody. And one of these days, I'm going to get, I'm going to find a picture of one of these chicks using her boobs for what they're made for. And I'm going to post on that Marvel group and see how fast that picture gets taken down. I'm going to block all of them. I, these people aren't worth talking to. Seriously. It's awful. Anyway, let's talk about the pile of shit we had to watch. Okay, but before we do that, we we got to play the theme music. Oh, yeah. I'm Stacy. I'm Jay. And this is Marvel Movie Night. Dancing like Linus. No, Lionel. Which one is the one that does the dancing? Linus. Okay, good. They all dance, though. Yeah, they all dance because Linus with his little blanket doing the little steps. Yeah. Well, um, this week for Marvel Movie Night, we watched the second season of Cloak and Dagger. I'm annoyed. Just you're gonna ask me what I think of the overall. Um, the show had such great potential and disappointed me. It wasn't good enough. A Hulu show. Sure. Not good enough. That aired for Hulu. That aired from the fourth of April of twenty nineteen to the thirtieth of May twenty nineteen. Created by Joel Polsky. Polsky? Or Polosky? Something like that, yeah. Um, Did it sound it out, Jay? <laughs> he knows who he is. Oh, for Pete's sake. Uh, and starred. Oh, well, you're going to have to edit this part out because I'm wiping off my glasses, goofball. <sighs> Starring. Aubrey Joseph, Olivia Holt, Gloria Rubin, Andrea Roth, Emma Lahana, uh, Brooklyn McLynn, and that's it. Yeah, this this season did not have a single person where I was like, isn't that that person from that other thing? Well, and that's just, I mean, well, a coincidence. Gloria Rubin's from a bunch of stuff. Um. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not accomplished or, or they're not working actors. It's just by coincidence, nothing I knew yeah. anybody from. Um, well, because Brooklyn McLynn is in 50 Things. Yeah. Um, he played Napoleon in Blackish. No, he did not. Yes, he did. He's He was in Blackish. Um,. The has and has nots, which we haven't watched. Yeah, the only thing that we've watched to oh well, he was Officer Klein and Shameless. Um, he played somebody in Parenthood. You know, he's been in a couple of things we've seen, but they look like they're all small parts. Like one, like he was even in Bones, like one episode at a time. 
so he's got steady work. It's just not been um, long running until until Cloak and Dagger. I misspoke earlier. This did not air on Hulu. We watched it on Hulu. This aired on Freeform. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Because we were yep. surprised about some of the themes. Other shows you might have watched instead of this. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Probably. Station 19. Ugh. Project Runway. Runway. Mm-hmm. That didn't come out of my mouth right the Project first time. Runway. Wow. Yep. Never, never watched that. Uh, in a little indie uh, sitcom called Big Bang Theory. Yeah. A wholly unpopular fantasy show called Supernatural. <laughs> has a fandom within the fandom yeah so uh that show has a fandom in the show yeah. the show has a series of books about them where they have cons in the show yeah yeah very it's, meta it's deep um also competed with gotham which was popular in the dc crowd was it yeah and Star Trek Discovery, which Listen, is not my favorite Star we're, Trek. We're not talking about that show. That show doesn't exist. <laughs> Fuck that show. Um, yeah, so there was no chance we were ever going to have been watching this show in real time. Yeah, no. Just Big Bang Theory alone. Because, yeah. like, Grey's Anatomy, we watched, like, we started watching that with year 15, I think. Yeah, which. Just way into it. Yeah, which this is 2019, so this is well into the... Sure, but I don't think we were watching that live yet. I think we were. Were we? But either way, we were definitely not. We were not watching. Actually, by the by the early 2019, we were contemplating giving up our Dish Network and going straight to streaming. Oh, you know what? You're right. We, we had definitely given up. We haven't had Dish Network in longer than that. Yeah. We... St- what we stopped? This is this is Shelbyville. Yeah, we had the thing set up in Shelbyville, didn't we? Yeah, this is yeah. right before COVID started uh, ruining oh, everything. We the satellite in the backyard on the thing. We I think Shelbyville is where we turned it off. We by the time we moved to Franklin, we were not uh, yeah. we did not have it installed in Franklin. So Shelbyville I is where we know that we had it installed in Shelbyville either. No, we didn't because we got to keep the box because I had um, that box. The last box we had had my uh, copy of Oprah's last episode on it. So it's been a while. Okay. Um, Yeah, so you were unimpressed with this season? Yeah, I mean, there was literally one episode where I – did not pick up my phone. It, it was full of action. They were doing things and being decisive. And um, and it was interesting. One episode. Other episodes, they had little bits and pieces of continuing the story. But there was a lot of blah. There was a lot of I don't care. There was a lot of dumb decisions also. Um they 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 hit every alphabet on the way from A to B. 
they they went around B and then hit everyone and then came back. It bugged me because I just wanted to watch the story. Yeah. And I didn't get enough of Miss Mamba Queen. Um, because if you're going to add that to the show, I want that to be a bigger part of the show. I want them to be visibly learning from their mistakes and doing better next time. I, I want them, I also want them to, um, be older and more educated and more thoughtful before they run off to be superheroes. It just, they just didn't do a good job being superheroes. So I think that perhaps this season was less an exploration of the two title characters than it was of uh, New Orleans Voodoo as they called it, culture. Uh, that's not the right word. That's the word they were using. Um, but I feel like this did a, a this this was a, I feel like this was a, um, a deeper dive on New Orleans spirituality than it was on uh, any yeah. other theme. Except for the fact that, okay, disclaimer, neither one of us know a shit and thing about... Uh, Creole uh, from the islands, voodoo or, or none of that. We don't yeah. know a shit and thing except what we've seen on TV shows. And I assume anytime I see something like that on TV, that it's all made up bunk. Um, because I don't have the time or energy to look it all up. Yeah. I like, I like learning about other religions and it's, that's not one that I've spent a lot of time learning about either. Um, well, because it's, it's like, it's an, an, a, what I do know is that it's a multicultural amalgamation of things. Um, and it would be interesting to get into and know more about, but I have literally never heard most of the words that they used. The, the sigils, they had a special name and, and they have gods. I've never heard of having different gods. Like I've heard uh, one of the, I don't want to, I, I hate to talk about this because I don't know enough, but I, I do know that like there, there's one version where they have Catholic saints, uh, but I've never heard of them having separate gods. I've never heard any of those names, none of it. And let's, let's go ahead and say, this is all according to the show, real, real yeah. magic, real gods that really do. You know, unlike the Christian God who never shows up in a movie or TV show to save anybody, these guys, with a very minimal effort, yeah. get exactly what they ask for. Yeah. Now, Marvel... That bothers me a smidge. Marvel has a history of... Stealing and whitewashing? They have a history of going ahead and saying basically every pantheon exists. Yeah, but we, they... We know the Thor's got the... Yeah, the Norse gods exist. All, uh, Hercules and the rest of the Greek gods are real. Um, I've seen uh, Hindu gods in the Marvel comic books. Uh, they're they don't care if if there's a religious thing. Yeah, they steal it. They yeah, they kind of do, or they 
give it credence at least. Well, um, the difference is they assume that, well, they make them real, like they yeah. they make them actual people. Sure, yeah. Sometimes aliens, sometimes extra-dimensional beings, sometimes they're just cool magic-y things. But gods exist in the... Uh, but definitely don't rely on them to be accurate. No. Um, because they they definitely... Like, they've ruined Thor. The only thing accurate is the, uh, the, the need to make story happen. Yeah. Um... Yeah, cause it, yeah, I, it's cool. I don't believe in magic, and by extension, gods or anything like that. So it's difficult for me to. I mean, it's all it's all fantasy as far as I'm concerned. They can be fun to play with. Yeah, well, the only the one thing that I, I don't dig is the potential for disrespecting an entire culture. No, that's fair. Um, um, because if you're going to do that, you have to do it right. Yeah. And I feel like by 2019, we're, we're at a point where liberties might be taken, but they're taken with respect for the most part. I would like to think so, but I, I honestly don't know if they did. Um, if the show had been better, I might've been more interested in, in delving into it more. Yeah. The show was, isn't the show. I'm not sure the show is really worth talking about because it was just law. <laughs> the the I want to like the young adult shows. Yeah. I but I, I but not to the detriment of my taste. I want them to have been better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like it's more it's more important than they think it is to have younger people come in. Yeah. Like do this generation's version of Buffy and and Angel and you know. Absolutely. And Clarks and, and, and all that stuff. Like, if you want to have a next generation of fans, you have to nurture them. Well, and when you and have their own people to look to. When you have shows like Supernatural and uh, when, you, when you have shows like Supernatural out there to compete with, there's a certain level of I, w- I don't want to say better written, but more thoughtfully written. More thoughtfully and more, I don't know. This competing with Supernatural is, it, it was never going to win. No, because I feel like of all the Marvel shows, this one would have been the one that could have competed. Yeah. Supernatural with similar themes. I, I feel like Supernatural would have done this in like two or three episodes and done it better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like they they seem to have an efficiency of storytelling um, that that this show does not. And with it being magicy stuff, there's there's almost room for a supernatural crossover. Like they're directly comparative. Yeah, it 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 would have worked right in there. It yeah. really would have. Um, it I and you know I'm not sure they ever went to New Orleans. I, you know, I and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like in Supernatural they made a joke or made reference to the fact that New Orleans is the one place that has, like, a reputation for being ghosty and magical, but it's, like, the one place where they never go. <laughs> They're in Kansas and Indiana more than any other yeah, state. So I, um, that's, like, that's like the, the demons on Buffy not going out on Halloween. Yeah. 
It's too commercial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and no, there are no ghosts or witches in Salem. Yeah. Not real ones. Because there's too many fucking people around. <laughs> ghosts want to spend an afterlife getting oogled. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's let's delve into this because. So the the basic plot of the season. Um, oh, was there one? Yes. All right. Well, I need you to explain it. I shall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just in a grumpy mood. I My ear hurts like crazy and, and I'm cranky. It's all right. A little. Some good pancakes for breakfast, though. Because I got a good boy for a husband. And I love him. He loves you, too. I'm a little off this week, too. I had some oral surgery. They've got me on uh, more pills than Elvis. Dude, we woke up next to each other in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. At like seven something. Yeah, my body's completely off. Yeah. Um, clearly, you not don't, aren't going to want to do it again because you got to get the taste of what I get every morning. Um, the... The dog jumping on you in your lower stomach with all four feet. The clawing because she wants you to roll over. The kisses. Alma standing on your face. Yeah, that was no it, fun. That is my morning every single morning. Yeah. Every morning that's how I wake up. Mm. I had to. I I wanted to take my CPAP machine off, but I had to be really careful because she knows if I take my CPAP off, it's time to be awake and get out of bed. So I had to sneak and like very slowly pull it off of me. And then hide it under my pillow so she couldn't hear the air going so that I could still be in bed. Because I was awake for like an hour while you were still snoozing. And I was like, I am not waking him up because I want to know how late he's going to sleep. Well, I figure also you need to sleep because we were out way past our bedtime last night. We were. You were so cute. <laughs> okay. Uh, the plot. Oh, but talking about you in bed is so much more interesting. Maybe to you. But to our two listeners, they want to talk about Marvel. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Tandy and Ty start out kind of uh, in different places. But the, the crux of both of them is that they want to use their powers as heroes, but they don't want to involve the other one because they're worried about how the other one's life is going. So they're lying to each other. Tandy gets caught up in, uh, well, she's going to a support group with her mom for people who have been in abusive relationships. And she gets. That's a great idea, except they should not be going together. <laughs> no. They, no. Um, she gets caught up in the stories of some of her, of her group mates and decides that she's going to. Protect them. Okay. The first terrible thing about this show is that she immediately jumps to anger and attacks that girl. Yeah. And is abusive to her. Yeah. And the leader of the group doesn't tell her to shut the fuck up. No. Um, And that girl. Which in hindsight should have tipped us off, but yeah. That there was a problem? Yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. I kept waiting for her to say, whoa. Because um, that's not how you nurture people into doing what's right for them. No. You also don't 
steer them in a direction that you choose. You're supposed to be steering them into making their own choices. No, and abusing them into doing things that are good for them that just you makes think, you think are good. Sure, just just perpetuates their uh, propensity for abuse. It doesn't help them learn to stand up for themselves. Which is why she should be in a teenage group because she's the child of an abuser who never actually experienced abuse. She doesn't even remember her mother getting abused. She shouldn't be there because she doesn't have any emotional regulation at all. No. Um, And that was awful. That made me angry right off the bat because that poor girl, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then everything she does after that to try to quote unquote help her just makes everything worse. But so this causes this, this abuse, uh, this accosted, accosting. Yeah. She accosted her. Yes. This causes the, the girl to run away air quotes. Yeah. But then she turns up missing. So Tandy makes it her life mission to find her. Well, Tandy decides she's gone missing. Yeah. For all you know, the one place that she went to for safety and solace has turned, Tandy turned into an, a yet another abusive situation. Yep. So for all she knows, that girl uh, took a greyhound to Uzbekistan. Sure. Um, she went to California. Best way to get away from an abusive relationship is to disappear. Um, but Tandy decides. There's a lot of Tandy deciding. Things. Oh yeah. Um, which her investigation of this missing girl gets her wrapped up in investigating a lot of missing girls. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have Ty, who's fighting crime. Uh, fighting the gangs, getting involved in shit that his 12-year-old ass shouldn't be getting involved in. He's really 17, but sometimes he acts 12. Well, 17-year-old boys all act 12. Um, You guys don't really mature until you're like 35. And that almost gets him killed and gets... Other people. And gets the cop in trouble and causes even more crap. But, coincidentally... The gangs that he's fucking with uh, are also wrapped up in the uh, trafficking of missing girls. I didn't really understand how they were wrapped up in it at all, because the whole spiel was they get kidnapped and put on an ambulance and then taken to this hotel to get turned into laundresses and whores. Yeah, and yeah, maybe both. Yes, Is everybody both. Everybody was, yeah, they were, they were doing chores when they weren't being pimped out. Oh, you could have rhymed just then. They were doing chores while they weren't being whores. Well, I didn't want to call them whores because. Well, no, you don't call them sex workers. They were being forced to be whores. It's, they weren't choosing to be a sex worker. Like sex worker is a respectful word to use for people who are choosing that line of work. Well, and we can talk about the whys behind it, but they were like unwillingly choosing it. They were being brainwashed into thinking it's, it's what they wanted. Sex workers. Yeah. It was. And and these women were being kidnapped and manipulated and forced. 
Um, but what did that have to do with the gangs? The gangs were helping to traffic the... Uh, In what way? They had grown men driving those ambulances. But they also had kids. The, the gangs were like finding women to sell to other people also. Because at one point, Ty tells them to stop. He tell no. Ty tells them to stop selling drugs to certain people. No, he specifically said no more trafficking. Trafficking. He said. Okay, well, they could have done without the gang, yeah. the whole gang situation altogether. Um, they they made it way more complicated than it needed to be. Meanwhile, er. Sure. Because we're now on our second meanwhile. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Bridget, the cop from the first Bridget. season. Bridget, the cop from the first season who apparently wasn't turned into a hate monster. No. Well, yes, she was. She was. She was turned into a hate monster thing that then split. Yes. But they didn't explain this. We left the last season with her being a hate monster, eyeballing the camera on the way out of the swamp. And then for like, was it four episodes? A couple. It felt like a really long fucking yeah. time, at least three episodes, before they explained what the fuck happened. Early on in the show, we see the science chick from the first season, whose dad was a science chick. We see her... Her dad was not a science chick. He could have been. You don't know. Don't fucking genderize him without his permission. Honey, I'm, I saw him on the screen. I feel like I'm accurate here i'm sure you are i just had to try and recover asian asian jim <laughs> is a boy anyway no that wasn't asian jim asian jim is the detective from ant-man hold on shit i've lost that guy's face i've replaced him with somebody else if you are correct and i'm also not very comfortable calling him asian jim he calls himself. People call. Well, sure. But that's what they called him in, in the office. I don't know his name. While you're looking that up, um, the 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 daughter, the science lady, mm-hmm. uh, does an experiment with mice that have been exposed to the same thing. Was he Hess? Yes. Dr. Hess? Uh, okay, well, in my defense, he looks very similar. I Listen, I have face blindness. Like, Michelle Pfeiffer and, and Barbara Streisand look alike. No, they do not. <laughs> anyway, oh, God. Erase all of that. That whole half hour. <laughs> anyway... So, Dr. Hess, Dr. Hess, the daughter of Dr. Hess, who is Dr. Hess, Dr. Hess, the daughter of Dr. Hess. Yes. Dr. Hess Jr. No, you said Dr. Hess and then you said the daughter. There there was a comma there that was implied. Well, I didn't hear the comma. This is why I say punctuation. (laughs) No, you can't do that. Just call her Dr. Hess, for Do- sake. Dr. Hess, comma, the daughter of Dr. Hess. Oh, my God. You're 
feel on me. We see her running an experiment on mice where that have been exposed to this thing, and then the mice split under a power surge, and that's supposed to explain what happened to Detective Bridget. And then the, I could have done without the whole the one mouse kills the other mouse part. Yeah, that was brutal. It's nasty. So she's running around two people. One is all of the positive qualities. You know, no, no. All of the conventionally perceived positive qualities. Meek. She was meek. And then the other one is mayhem. Strong. I think think meek and mayhem are a very good. She wasn't meek. They kept calling, actually, like when the subtitles were on. Like when she was speaking, they quoted Mayhem as the character. Okay, listen. I am sick and fucking tired of you marble dingalangs giving people names that don't ever happen in the fucking show. I don't give a crap what the goddamn. If I wasn't deaf, you wouldn't have seen that. <laughs> no, that's not her name. Everybody gets a code name. Yes, however, no one calls her that. That's not her name. She didn't name herself. I have no idea who Mayhem is. Don't care. Okay. She's just the more aggressive and traditionally male aspects of her personality. The other one is the meeker, traditionally stereotypical female uh, version of herself. Sure. She's yin and yang split. Anyway, one of them, the, the milder version... Um, I was calling her her good Bridget, but whatever. Yeah, that's that's not cool. Um, she's like unable to fire her weapon properly, and she's oh, no, she fired the weapon. Well, okay, she's unable to aim her weapon properly. This is more accurate. Uh, she's Which not. Is, I mean, that seriously. Come on now. She's ineffective as a cop. She's uh, second guessing herself. She's kind of useless honestly the other one the the bad bridget or dark bridget if you will i'll i'll accept that uh dark bridget is going around like finding people doing bad and just killing them torture them for information murder them walk away that is like guess which one of these i like better <laughs> meanwhile ist Okay, stop saying meanwhile, because that's going to be the most used word of this whole podcast. Along the way, we find out that Ty and Tandy, Cloak and Dagger. Mm Mm-hmm. Dagger, yeah, Ty and Tandy is Cloak and Dagger. Anyway, we find out that Ty and Tandy aren't the only two that got powers the night of the rig explosion. Whoa. There's a musician. Trigger warning for jumping off a bridge. Yes. There's a musician who was facing debilitating migraines with no hope in sight. They Okay, but they had, like, he just got his first migraine as a, that wasn't terribly accurate how migraines work. None that I've ever had, anyway. They don't attack you like that. Or they didn't explore it well enough. It looked more like a cluster headache to me. Which does stab you in the fucking brain all of a sudden. Um, that note he was trying to hit would do it to anybody. <laughs> he uh, realized he could never achieve his goals and decided to um, t- 
take himself out of this world. Okay. Here's the thing. You're, you're, the flavor of the character is lost in the way that you described. Okay. He's a trumpet player. Like yeah. Jazzy, bluesy. Fairly good music. It's his, uh, it's his whole life. It's the most important thing in the world to him. Okay. He's been trying to hit this magical golden note that. The blue note that turns you into a god. Well, okay, but. That's how they were referring sure. to it. Sure. But it's just a really high note. Um, and it's hard to do in a trumpet. Well, it's hard to do in a lot of instruments. Uh, some of those notes up there are basically squeaking. And he can't, he hasn't been able to get it, and he's practicing and working on it, and it's this big thing. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do it today. And he's getting ready to, to do it, and then he, he gets, like, an electrical shock through his brain, my brain. Yeah. Um, And I guess his assumption is, or he, he experimented, they didn't show this part, but I guess uh, the conclusion that he draws is that high-pitched notes which this makes total sense to me because it bothers me too, are triggering these migraines. So he can't play music anymore. Or can't play the kind of music he wanted to play or whatever. He feels hindered. He, uh, and, but he's killing himself not because he can't reach his goals, but because the pain of the migraines is debilitating. Yeah, and everything that he wanted to be is yeah, he unbeatable. Can't, he, can't, he can't be the kind of musician he wanted yeah. to be. But that's not but he wasn't killing himself because of that. I'm telling you right now it was the pain. Okay. So when, when our kids were younger, um I'm my I and I'm it, they were probably partially hormone induced, but the migraines I used to get, I used to have to lay down with the babies in a dark room for days. Um so on the night on the night of the rig explosion, he goes to throw himself off a bridge, and at that moment the rig explodes, um, and he's then imbued with powers like cloak yes. and dagger. We've seen this before, right? Where oh, I don't know if you there's a, a end of the world movie that I watched when I was a kid, way too young to watch. Uh, everybody in the world dies because of this huge solar event, except everybody who was in the process of dying at the exact moment that that happened didn't die. So there's like a handful of people in the world that are alive. Um, and uh, and that's basically what it seems like they've done here is like kind of the opposite, like everybody that was dying in that space at that time is now magic. Yeah. It definitely. Which, I, what I want to see, what I would have wanted to see in the next season is if well, there was another person that wasn't in the process of dying that also, if it was just proximity. Yeah. It definitely leaves open the possibility of bringing more soups into this yeah. world. Well, okay. So what was, what was happening to Cloak at the moment that he got his powers? I don't remember. His brother had been shot, and he went into the water after him and was drowning. 
So his brother was drowning, not him. His brother had been killed, and he was in the water drowning. Okay. Drowning. Thank you. First uh, of all. Second of all, I now I understand what you're saying. He The kid did get shot and then drowned. And he got shot, died instantly, and then landed in the water, and the brother jumped in after him. I don't think I saw him jump in the water after him. Yeah, that was season. But I know he was in the water because he's the one that pulled her out of the water. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that three second. I've well, been writing something down. Yeah, that was season one. So yeah. feel free to go back and rewatch. Um. Okay, so that that leaves it open. Yeah. For other people to show up. Yeah. Not too many, because like half of New Orleans can't be dying all at the same time. Well, it is but. New Orleans, so. <laughs> But there, there is room for uh, one or two more. New Orleans is a magical place. Anyway, uh, this guy, uh, Andre, he discovers that his power, uh, much like Tandy and, and Ty, he can see people's emotions and read their feelings, except T- Tandy does hopes and Ty does fears. He does despair. Well, probably be maybe because of what was happening to them in the moment. Possibly. I'm sure that there can be a a metaphysical explanation to Well, because she was all bright and happy and you know Just just got back from her ballet practice and she was with her dad. Yeah. Yeah, everything was light and airy. Yeah. Um, um now Unlike Ty and Tandy, whose uh, powers are a little bit, um, oh, the art word when something is not exactly what it appears, uh, impressionist. Unlike Ty and Tandy, who are mildly impressionist with their powers. Uh, what do you mean? Like when they go into somebody's head, there's a little bit of, you got to suss out the meaning, not a lot. It's pretty straightforward, but some of the stuff is kind of veiled. Okay. Uh, unlike them, his shit is straight up metaphor. When he goes into somebody's head, their life is a series of records. I, I feel like that absolutely has everything to do with the way each individual person's brain. Sure. Works. He was and older. Because, because Tandy uh, and uh, Ty. Ty were together the first time that manifested i think that's why their stuff looks so similar because they were together and and the the divine pairing and they were younger so they don't have a framework for how minds work there's lots of reasons uh probably like like the record thing because it's kind of like stephen king's giant wall of filing cabinet yeah it's that it makes sense we're probably analyzing the whys behind it way more than the writers did, but it works. No, he's a musician. Everything's records. Yep. There's a filing system. Yeah. Um, and it's like a tangible way to access the information. It 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 makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, um, it's it's more, not a lot easier for me to understand than some of the other stuff. I'm not saying it was a bad choice so much as a very abstract choice, which got a little confusing at times. Well, it wouldn't have been as confusing if they had told the story in a linear fashion. Sure. Part of the reason it was confusing 
is because there are two different times when those bins are completely empty. Yeah. And because they weren't telling the story linearly and not telling you when it's being out of sync, I, a couple of times, did not know when someone walked in that room when they were. Yeah. Uh, That's another thing about this season is they told it out of fucking order in a not good way. Certainly. So... It turns out that he is abducting and uh, enslaving these women because if he takes their their happiness and their joy and leaves them in a state of despair, that energy that he takes from them cures his headaches. Yeah. Okay. Now, he's... um. What what I'm trying to figure out is um, why this then turns into him keeping them and prostituting them. Because while they're there in a state of despair, he's sucking energy from them. So the longer he can keep them docile and without hope, the the more he can drain energy from them to cure his headaches. They, the way they showed it, it looked more like he would collect individual memories and just go back to them over and over again. Um, not that he was getting things from them continually, because it was the same memories over and over. Yeah, I. So why could I don't understand that part? The fact that they needed to hang around it, that they. You successfully told yourself a story to make it make sense. Sure. I'm trying to see a story that I'm supposed to be being told. And that was lacking for me because the part where he's um, prostituting them out and torturing them and abusing them didn't make any sense to me. Well, and like the memories they showed were of the things he was doing. So it's not like he was creating new despair to take from them. Well, but in, in the hotel room, they had a lack of hope. Yeah. They were, they were remaining there of their own choice because he had taken all the other memories. Any, any memory that could give them joy was in his record collection. So there was no, there, there was no hope at all for okay, them. So those were all the good memories, not all the bad memories? Yeah. Good memories. Except memories. when they played the records, they were bad memories. Sometimes, yeah. But any, Do you see what my problem is? Any here? good memory can have a bad memory attached, and that's how he gets in. He finds the memories that are attached to things that make you question other people and whether or not there is hope. And he latches on those, and then he manipulates those to get in your head so that you give up. And then once you've given up, he's he's got you captured, and he can take all of your stuff and leave you in that state. Uh, you know what? It was... Uh a little bit too much. It was very abstract. Because that's not what I saw. I mean, I'm starting to I'm starting to think that maybe I'm a, a little um overly literal? Yeah, which I don't think is a thing I really knew about myself. Sure. I mean, I'm really strict on definitions of words and that you need to speak correctly so I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I don't think that I had, I don't think I realized I had this much of a problem interpreting abstract bullshit in movies. I, well, you know what? I think that makes us an even better pair to go through these. 
Well, the problem is that I'm missing out on, well, you're, okay, but you're telling yourself stories. These aren't stories that they're telling. You're, you are filling in what's missing, and I don't do that. So I'm never going to like the stuff you like. Until we have these discussions and you realize no. all of the richness that no. was there. No, there wasn't richness there. I was watching it, and I saw exactly what was there. You are watching exactly what happened, and you see other things that didn't happen. I'm having a very hard time understanding exactly how you tell yourself the story. And when you have time to tell yourself the story, while the show is going. Because if I start thinking about what this one second means, I miss the next five minutes of the show. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, it, it's understandable. I'm only laughing because it's, it's fair. It, it certainly explains why we have such differing opinions about things. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Hey. Probably explains why I like the movies I like, too. Because they're very straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I, if somebody does something bad, you shoot them in the fucking face. You, and, you don't have to think about it first. You do it. And I like to explore the what ifs while I'm watching the movie. But then you're not watching the movie. I am. But how do you have time to be deciding what the story is while you're supposed to be watching the story? Because I'm not also thinking about uh, when the laundry needs to be done and what bills need to be paid and what the kids are doing. And Well, what a privilege that must be. It is, isn't it? Dick. Yes. <laughs> that is the source of the problem. I mean, listen. Ow. Oh, I'm gosh. just being real. I No. I mean, Yeah. Obviously, that's the whole point of this. Yeah. Okay. I, um. The the problem is, um. The problem is, right now in this moment, that I don't know if the story that you've told yourself that you're telling us is the story that they intended or not. I don't either. But until they tell me something that contradicts what I, this is how you win a no prize, right? You fill in the gaps that the writers made. And you explain it. And until the writers tell you something that contradicts that, it's it's just as canon as anything else. This is why people yell at each other. Yes. On the internet. Yeah, because my head canon is not your head canon. And then you have to go back and argue the nuances to see whose head canon is closer to the actual written text. This is why I get so annoyed at The Walking Dead when they try to pull these bullshit things. Then you have to watch the after show to know what the fuck they meant. Yeah. But I don't actually, like, in that case, God, we're going off track, I don't care. In that case, I don't necessarily care what the writer says he intended after the show. Yeah. If it's not in on the screen, it's no more canon than the stuff I've created. Okay. All right. Well, um, well I guess, again... This is no surprise. Between the two of us, we get a more well-rounded. Sure. It's it's like a, a famous author who did not write a character a certain way, but then comes back and says that that character happens to be gay. Yeah. Even there's no indication in the text. Yeah. Not that I have anything problem with the character being gay, but that doesn't make that character gay in that text. 
<laughs> it doesn't. No, I, I hear you. Honestly, in that text, to me, that character was asexual. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what character you're talking about. Yeah. And absolutely, that that character is absolutely, completely asexual. 572 years old, there's no reason for that character to be sexual. Well, if he was more attractive. <laughs> Plus, like... Like, say, if he happened to be, you know, that guy from Cold Mountain... Then we could talk about sex. I mean, plus, like, super patriarchal. There's, there's, sexuality for that character is gross. Because he's a father figure. Yeah. He's also a really terrible person. Yeah. Uh, and now everybody knows who we're talking about. Either way, I, I, and again, I don't care if he's no, gay. No, but it to just, a lot of other people who did read it in their headcanon, he definitely was gay because they wanted him to be gay because they, Maybe sure. have some daddy issues. <laughs> and no, that I mean that I understand. Yeah. That makes sense. It's just that I, my brain doesn't work that way and I don't tell myself stories. It is my opinion that you're doing the movie, you're supposed to tell me the story. And that's that is perfectly legitimate. I want all the story to be on screen or in the now, text. In a huge contradiction, I do really enjoy it during the original Walking Dead show where they do those little vignettes. Yeah. Where they don't tell a story at all. Yeah. And there's just a zombie in a in really room. fucked up situation. And there's like a baby shoe. Yeah. Um, and you tell yourself a whole story. That, see, that I can do. While we're on why, this. Why, why, why is that? It's like on purpose, not telling a story so that I have this whole thing that happens. But why can't I translate that to? While we're on this completely derailed train, this is why I prefer uh, mysteries like Encyclopedia Brown mm -hmm. to Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because Encyclopedia Brown gives you all of the clues. Mm -hmm. You and see them. You have, to, you have to be paying attention, but you can figure it out. Sherlock Holmes solves a puzzle with something that was never in the text. Yeah. Well, but... Encyclopedia Brown, you're supposed to figure it out yourself. Yeah. It, it, those books are twofold. They're to be fun and um, and education and it, they teach you how to think. Yeah. Because in the back of the book, the answers are upside down. Um. Now those make sense. Yeah. Although sometimes the clues, you have to have some uh, info in your brain that. Sure. The one that always stuck out to me was the one with the uh, the hot pepper eating contest. <laughs> he knew that he was cheating because he saw ice. And I've never heard of ice on the back of your neck helping you eat hot peppers. But Yeah, the one that uh, is highlighted to me is he knew that the kid was lying because the kid said the squirrel backed out of the tree. And squirrels and like, don't back up. Yeah. And like, okay. Uh, I've heard things like that before, and, like, I've heard dogs don't back up, and that's not true, because I watch my dog walk backwards all the fucking time. Yeah. Anyhow. No, it's fine. Yeah. No, this, it, it is relevant to me understand. This conversation is relevant and important to me understanding how you get what you get out of the story. It's, <laughs> I, it's important to me, because... Um, because it's always bugged me a little bit that you're picking up things that I'm not. And, yeah, uh, and it's it's not just the comics I've read. I'm. I consider myself a 
a reasonably intelligent person, and it really bugs me when you pop off with some random crap, and I'm like, where the fuck did you get that from? I'm a co-writer on, I don't get credit for helping write these <laughs> stories, but I'm a co-writer. Apparently. <laughs> okay, so all of this comes to uh, Ty needing help uh, with his powers. And he goes to Auntie, his his girlfriend's aunt, whose uh, name Mamba. She is a Mamba, a Mamba because she's married to Aloha. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which we'll cover some of that in a second. Um, but everybody just calls her Auntie. That's what I'm calling her. I, her actual character's name doesn't uh, inform the situation of it. Anyway. Aloha. Aloha is a god in the voodoo religion of Haiti. Okay. So he goes to Auntie for help, and she starts showing him these sigils, which she gives the proper name from them in their religion, and I might have written it down, but it has fallen out of my head. Uh, it starts with a B, I think. Um, but she tells him about these sigils and explains how the Loas work, how they're, they're – the she keeps saying voodoo instead of voodoo gods. Um, uh, it's mambo. Not mamba. Mambo. Okay. Uh, I think we should continue to use the terms that the show used. Because well, if the show is... No, okay. Did they say mamba? Or did I misunderstand? I heard mamba. Okay. Okay. Um, I also heard my mom a lot, uh, especially when talking about the female Loas, because it's French for mama. mama, Uh, Just like they they use Papa for the male Loas. Um, Anyway. Okay, so it seems like they're leaning towards, because Papa Lagba is uh, um, Haitian, Vodou, Windy, and Louisiana Voodoo. So there's there's like this whole there's a lot of info here. So we're we're going with Haitian Louisiana. I'm going with Marvel. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just like to I like to know. I'm going with the Marvel light bastardization of whatever culture they stole from, used from, paid homage to. If it's close and respectful, it's not bad. Anyway, so she explains to Ty the the sigils and the loas and how everything ties together. And he ends up like drawing drawing these things everywhere. I felt like the Vivet. Vivet. There we go. Um not sigil. I feel like his using of the vivet were was disrespectful, reckless, and re- yeah, definitely reckless. Because here's my thing: what have you ever seen any kind of like magicy or voodoo or any kind of like non-Christian spiritual thing not have huge consequences or need payment? In yeah. Order? Oh, absolutely. So and they and they. They'd fucked me over with that because he'd ask for something and then he'd be like, take me to where this person is. And the Loa would just be like, sure. 
There you go. Yeah. But then didn't ask for anything. Like, they kind of sort of made it seem like when you made the vivet, the thing you were making it out of was your offering. But then later they actually had to have, like, an actual, like, piece of candy or whatever. Like, yeah. I, so I don't know if he was, if that's what they were intending. Like, the gunpowder, the cocaine. Yeah. And we should talk about the cocaine thing. That uh, vivet that got written in that one scene. I just don't know. Like, if I'm if I'm a god. Yeah. I don't want a pretty picture that's made out of gunpowder. What am I going to do with gunpowder? Yeah. Oh no. So now that uh, Ty is exploring the the culture, and Tandy's wrapped up in this investigation, and we know that uh, Andre is a bad guy, all of this comes to a head when we find out that Andre uh, is going to permanently cure his headaches by ascending to become a Loa. Yeah, so he wasn't a part of this religion or culture beforehand. No. And didn't know what any of it meant. So when Auntie tells him what's up, he's all, fuck yeah, let's go. Yep. So do you think that the, the like the... Is it? Are they implying that the Loa saw him and his power and said, "Ooh, we want to grab some of that. Uh, we want to like have him join our group here." I, I think that's what we're they're implying. She says it's very rare for only very special humans. Like he got invited. Yeah. And that's what they they gave him a symbol. Which you know the funny thing is, um, I thought. That it looked familiar. There was something about it that was bugging me. And sure enough, the intention was it's notes. Yeah. On the scale. And then there's a little, I can't remember what it's called. It's a symbol in music that says that this connect note, note is connected to that note. So instead of um, stressing two individual notes, do, do, you go, do, do. Like they slide into each other up the top. It looks like a, a sideways moon. Yeah. Uh, so the whole thing was music. And what I don't understand is um, why did it take him, a musician, so long to recognize it? Because, because the notes were the super, super, super high notes that he was trying to hit. Yeah. I think sometimes you don't see things that are right in front of you unless the puzzle gets framed in the right way. Yeah, but like... You'd think that he would have seen it and gone, like, there's a little thing in your brain that goes, that feels familiar. Sure. Yeah, whatever. I I mean, I have zero musical education or talent, and so... You can't say you don't have any talent. You've literally never picked up an instrument and tried. And so all of this is outside of my area of even being willing to opinion on... Well, I mean, you've seen music written down. Yeah. It was the lines were wavy, but it oh, was, once they spelled it out for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I spent hours of my life staring at those sure. lines. They do start to look a little wavy after a while. Oh, yeah. So he um, he works the ascension process. 
kills a few people along the way, and Ty and Tandy end up having to bring him down. Sure, and he ascends with absolutely no fanfare, and I'm supposed to just realize that him walking through a door that he never tried to open before meant that he's now a god. Yeah, Auntie... I have to tell you, is really fucking annoying. (laughs) Also, he kills Auntie... Yeah. In his little music uh, store. Uh, And I didn't understand that entire scene. No, that scene was very abstract for me. So the record plays, the baby crying. She's all, oh, the baby, blah, and happy, happy. And then next thing you know, they're talking about something's wrong with the baby. And then there's silence. Dude stops the other record. That had a heartbeat on it. So I'm assuming that that record was her heartbeat. He stops that record and she dies. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't see it like that. I thought it was the baby's heartbeat for some reason. Well, the reason I'm assuming that is because she ends up dead. So I'm assuming. Sure. Like I was really, that scene bothered me because it made no fucking sense to me. So I, that one, I did like pull apart and try to figure out what the fuck. But I still don't understand. Was that supposed to be a good memory of that one? She doesn't have a baby, and she doesn't have a man, because she's married to Aloha. She's married so, to Aloha, yeah. So, bad, good memory and then turned into a rotten one? Or did he change the memory, but she just said she didn't have a baby or a man? Uh, I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I'm assuming that the heart on the record was her heart, and that's why she collapsed. Yeah, now... Some of the most of the records were labeled, yeah. and the labels would have given us more information if they weren't really fucking hard to read a lot of the time. Yeah, the penmanship and or possible different language and or size of the text written on them. Uh-huh. Uh The font size was or the fact that maybe they didn't show it completely for um, long enough. Yes. Yeah. Um, um. Because sometimes I miss things while I'm writing stuff down. Yeah. Okay, but some of those records, I don't know how, how like how much experience you have with records. Um, but the the records, um, like I had all all kinds of records when I was little. They had one that was all the music from the Fox and the Hound. It was a whole story of Fox and the Hound, mm-hmm. basically put on a record. And the record was all of the artwork from Fox and the Hound. It was like, um, it was like. Uh, blue background with all the characters on it. Oh, that's and, cool. Oh, it was brightly colored and beautiful, and it was my favorite record just because the record was special. I love Fox and the Hound. Was never watched. I was never allowed to watch the movie. I've never seen the movie. But I know the story because I listened to the movie on the record. It, silly, but um, but the records in the show reminded me of that because some of them, depending on the contents, I guess, one especially really caught my eye. It was really brightly colored and like had translucent spots and was gorgeous. Yeah. I loved the amount of detail they put into these records. They oh, yeah. Really, this was very important to whoever was in charge of the set dressing. Oh, yeah. They really poured their heart and soul into this, this whole store. There was so much work there. Yeah. Um, and and that was really super cool. And because uh, like normally you see records and if they're fancy they're like a different color or the labels are fancy, but they they had some that were really uh, really cool. Yeah. 
um, and I have to admit that's kind of my favorite part, was the the, the set dressing of that specific uh, okay. record room. Um, yeah, that's that's the basic plot of the show. Uh, we we also should mention that along the way, the cop that murdered Ty's brother gets pulled out of the Whatever. other world where he was sucked. Okay, annoying. They never actually explain where they are. Are they inside Ty? I assume they're inside Ty. Ty specifically said that they weren't inside of him. He didn't feel them in there. Yeah, but he doesn't know what it would be like to have a person inside of him. He started separating himself from his cloak. This is and a powers. This is a yeah. He's his personality is splitting. I think he's he's getting a little DID here because um, they did the same thing with Bridget though. Even after she they merged her. Yeah. They still were separating them like they were two different people. But no, she just went back to who she was before. Yeah. I don't understand this. Um, but so the cop comes out and he's willing to confess to everything. I didn't trust a fucking thing he said at any point. No. And he also wavered between actually being contrite and wanting to confess and whatever. But then they like imprison him and he's like trying to stab people and escape and whatever. And I didn't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Ty's mom ends up killing him, uh, after she gets what she wants anyway. So, um, happy ending there. Do they... Reveal his corpse in the most spectacular way. Did you see the grin on the cop's face? There's a sign on the... He's hanging from the locker room wall or ceiling. And a couple of cops walk in. One of them actually just straight up grins. Yeah. Um... That part bothered me. That was not... They could have just left him. He didn't ever need to come back. Yeah. That could have been a thread that they dropped, but instead they dropped threads I needed to know the answers to. Okay. Like what? Like, what the fuck place were they? Okay. They they melded into Ty, but he says they weren't inside of him. I argue he wouldn't know what that felt like. Well, okay, here's why I don't think they were inside of Ty. Because in that place they went to, was a Loa living. Yeah. And I don't I'm think... Figuring the Loa just took up residence because he had cool powers he wanted to... I, I, I don't think that that's the case. And that place transformed... Well, if you do that, then you're saying that his powers came from the Loa. You're saying that those are voodoo powers that he has. Um, Voodoo energy? Okay. Let's say... That that offshore drilling rig was drilling New Orleans voodoo juice. Okay. And that's why it was able to explode without exploding because it's literal magic. Okay. And then um, the reason that they they got uh, imbued with these powers is because of the explosion of the voodoo energy. And that's why the lower are paying attention to them because they have some of the voodoo energy and they're just like, well, these guys are going to be some of my priests now. Sure. Okay. That's logical, right? So then it is inside of him, but because he has lower power in him, that the lower are there accessible through him because he's a priest. Okay. I, but you know what I'm saying? Sure. 
but it was a different place depending on who was there. And uh, Andre was able to go. That's where Andre's record shop okay. was. That's It wasn't a different place. It was the same place that's like a holodeck. You go in there into this blank, dead space, and you ask for what you want, and the lowest show it to you. Okay. And that's with the the you know the what do you call it the, the binocular yeah. thingy. Yeah. And they had to give an offering in order to get what they wanted. That was all. It was all the same place. And they have access to different sections or whatever. The Loa gave them what they asked for. Sure. So maybe Ty is a portal to that realm and not that realm exists inside of him. But I mean, but that's the same thing. It's like a Catholic priest being a portal to God. They're all portals to God, but, you know... Yeah. Okay. Like I talked to one priest. The other priest doesn't have access to that information, but the god does. You know what I mean? Like it's inside of him because he's the only way you can access it. Like he is actually yeah. carrying it around with him. Except that Andre can also access that world. Well, he's a different door. Yeah. They're doors. Yeah. Like different priests because because they're priests. Okay. Um. And that whole, uh, uh, what's her name? The girlfriend. Oh, uh, Evita. Evita. That whole thing where she's like marrying death, that's like a nun becoming a nun. She's the sacrifice, the payment she's making is her allegiance, her lifelong promised allegiance. Right. Yeah. So she didn't have to do that necessarily. She could have chosen not to do that. She could have offered him something else to see if he liked it. Yeah. I feel like maybe he would have liked a feather boa <laughs> or like a new hat. You know what I'm saying? Because um, they were doing some pretty magical things with just some spat out alcohol. Yeah. So. And a half a pack of Wrigley's gum. Well, I mean, you know, a sacrifice is giving what you have. Yeah. You know, it's up to the God to decide whether they'll accept it or not. Yeah. So, but, but that's how, that's how I'm making it make sense. So, but it, it's maybe he's not carrying it around, but he's like the portal to it. Yeah. He can access it. And he knows how to access it. So he, they were kind of in him. just not like in his physical body. Okay. Which means his power is not separate from him. It is him. Oh yeah. Now that I agree with. Him separating it is fucking weird, because, but it, but he, I think he's doing it because he doesn't feel like he has any control over it. Yeah. So it feels like it has control over him. Well, and then at that one point where they nailed his cloak to the floor and turned it into a portal and then he walked through it too, that was a little separating the power from the man. Well, not really. I feel like in order for his brain to wrap around it, he needed a symbolic sure. thing. Because before he was in there and his body was there, but that happened against his will. Yeah. So I feel like that was just symbolic. Okay. Because whatever, whatever, it's magic. Hand wave. Um. 
Yeah, magic has to be explained even less than superpowers do. Well, but that's not true. (laughs) Because the explanation is, I give you a thing, sacrifice or what have you, and then you do the thing I want if you accept the sacrifice. If you don't accept the sacrifice, it's not because you don't exist, it's because that wasn't good enough. Sure. Um, I I didn't slaughter my best goat. But, like, those are rules. Those are explanations. Those make sense. If you stipulate that magic is real, there are rules to it. Sure. Pretty strict rules, really. So, to me, magic has more rules and is more easily understandable. Like, you don't know the how, but you kind of know the how. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't know the why, but you know the how. No, you can know the why. Okay. You can know how to make it happen, but not how they make it happen. Okay. If that makes sense. That's what I mean. But there are rules make sense. Superpowers don't make any fucking sense because if I stuck my face in a fucking tub of goddamn toxic goo, I wouldn't go blind with my eyeballs and then all of a sudden be able to see with my fucking ears. <laughs> And also, I'd probably have acid scars or some shit. That makes no fucking sense, sir. You really do like ripping on Daredevil every chance you get. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Roger Rabbit makes more sense than that hero. Anyway. Um, Any other plot devices you or characters you want to highlight? I wish there was more of the Auntie. Yeah, Auntie was the she only... Was my favorite character, and uh, and she actually knew what was going on. And the only parental figure in this show that I gave a shit about. Ty's parents could have been erased from the script. Tandy's mom, take her out. Yeah. Yeah, Tandy's mom is just a sad sack. And Ty's parents are too wrapped up in their own emotions. They're they're like the fucking parents from Derry. Yeah. They're there, but they're not there. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She, the auntie was definitely. Um. I know they told us her name, goddammit. But she was she was the best adult in the show. I didn't even really dig the the detective very much because she also seemed like she was just going off the instincts all the time, you know, thinking things through. Uh, One of the devices that I thought was really interesting is when they they were fighting death for, like, when Tandy went in to fight death for... I knew you were going to like this part of the show. The 8-bit computer games. They basically played a Street Fighter game. Uh, they it's started the out... the lamest one ever. It's pretty close to the early Street Fighter video yeah, games. Yeah, we used to play those, right? Um, but it was extremely straight-line, straightforward bullcrap. It was. Um, and they start out just using joysticks and end up inside of the game. But a couple of things I really enjoyed about it. Mm-hmm. Like... Playing the Agent of Death, whatever version of God of Death it happens to be, 
playing against him to win somebody's life is a classic. Yeah. Uh, that's it's thousands of years classic. Yes. It's a trope at this point. And death always wins, right? Uh, no, actually, death never wins. He always says he always wins, but he never wins. Even Bill and Ted beat him, right? Um, Even Sam and Dean beat him. <laughs> but I also liked it because the story in the video game is the story from the comics, the radioactive heroine, the fighting street thugs. Yeah. So stupid. Um, mixed with a little mutant DNA, but whatever. That the way they got their, the, the, it was an homage to the original character stories. And I thought it was really, uh, a really good way to do it. Plus the costumes that they're wearing in the video game, are much more closely aligned to their, their comic book costumes. And I thought that was a, a fun device. Yeah, I knew you would. I'm trying to find the guy who played Death. Uh, when they don't call him Death. Uh, no, Papa something or another. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Um, he plays Baron... Samdy. Oh, Baron Samdy. Yeah, that's right. I wrote that uh, down. His name is Justin Sams. And see if we he's on the 911 show. And a bunch of stuff. We have like the last OG he was on for a second. Pier One Kid on Law and Order. Yeah, we have so we haven't seen him, but he is uh, very pretty with his makeup. Um, I really liked that pick for that. Uh, he reminds me of the our favorite character from the Sexy Vampire Show. You know who I'm talking about? Black dude. Oh yes. Asian. Yes. Can't remember his name. Uh oh, it's on the tip of my brain. And for the listeners, by sexy vampire show, we're referring to True Blood. True Blood. I well, okay. I can't ever remember the name of that show. <laughs> and and he was definitely Rose's favorite character. Yeah. Um, we're not the only people that do that. I had a whole discussion with people on the internet about like somebody asked the question, like what do you call your favorite TV show in your family? Um, it, my favorite is the F word murder show because uh, my favorite murder, they say fuck a lot. So her dad called her podcast, the F word murder show, <laughs> um, which is fucking hysterical. But anyway, um, yeah, I really like that pick for, for him. Okay. He was, um, he was just the perfect, perfect face, perfect demeanor. I really dug it. He didn't seem like he'd be too interested in a bride. But, you know, got pretty excited about the bouquet. Yeah. I really dug the figure, the action figure of Ty oh, yeah. in, the, uh, in the prize display thing. Yeah. Um, that was really super cool looking. And... 
And again, going back to those playing games with death themes, like Death's Domain is an arcade. I fucking love it. I mean, is that... See, now I assumed that that's what Ty's brain came up with. Do you think that's what the Baron came up with? That was his place? That's fair, because the Baron... Would be way older than the bear an arcade. The did say play his game. Yeah. So it, I assumed because he said play his game with him, play Ty's game with him, that, that this arcade was his. No, that's fair because the, the Baron would be much older than an 80s arcade. So uh, if somebody from the 1700s went there, it would be a different representation of a like place a, to go play games like a speakeasy looking poker game yeah or like a tournament field or uh, any any racing i just envision like seedy smoke filled horse racing place some kind of betting yeah no that's good because you're only seeing the aspect of that loa that you can comprehend. Yeah. Well, it's like how a lot of in a lot of stories how gods or a representative of gods show up is how you can perceive it. Like aliens all the time are like what you see is is what you can comprehend because like Q on Star Trek. Yeah. He shows up in a way that they can understand because they couldn't possibly their brains are too small to comprehend his actual visage. No, I like that. Um, so th- that's what I was getting. Um, it did feel uh, the aesthetic of the whole thing was perfect, however. Yeah. They, they said, that's the thing. This show could have been so much better because there are people on that show working that were doing a goddamn good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I loved that whole thing. The costumes... Uh, all these Loa, the the way that uh, the way they showed up, um, even the the dead cop boyfriend guy, his makeup was really good. Yeah. Um. No, and <laughs> and they're. Uh, I really love that moment where she's like, "It's not really you, is it?" He's like, and, no. and he's like, "No." Now, and he seems sad to have to say no. Yeah. Even because. That's another thing that really, um, really strikes me is all of these these powerful beings. They may have their own motives and their own uh, goals. Yeah. But they they don't lie. They do also have. You also get the impression that they have lives that yeah. we're not privy to. They've got mysteries and secrets. They did such a good job of them being mysterious and secretive and and like you want to know more about them. Yeah. Um. It's just that the people, the kids that are the main characters of the show just aren't, they're not utilizing them well. No, and they're not prepared for this much bigger world. Yeah. That- well, and it's doable, too, because we've had, we've watched shows where, like the Lock and Key show, mm-hmm. where the kids are young and they're not worldly, but they're curious and it's it's that's what these kids are lacking because they're not curious about this world. They want to use it. Yeah. Um. And with their curiosity would would come our knowledge. Yep. And uh, them learning how to use it. So I feel like 
they just written the characters badly. And because the characters don't have curiosity, it limited where the story could go. And uh, I feel like it's not bad writing. It's just short-sighted writing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and because again, it had so much, there was so much good in there. And and I said at the beginning that this was more an exploration of the uh, the culture, but that might just be my perception because that's the part that interested me the most. Yeah, it was absolutely the best part of the whole show. The um, the ante and all of the gods um, and the the shit. What was the word? Vivet. Vivet. The Vivet. Um. Because that, see, Supernatural did that for years and years and years and years and years. Um, they started out being a show where it was like every Monster episode. Of the week, yep. Yeah, every episode was a one-off. And then somewhere along the line, and the one-offs were just good enough. Or maybe Sam and Dean were just attractive enough to everybody. I don't know. The personalities, their personalities are good. And their chemistry. It's yeah. It's, yeah, absolutely. The, the chemistry is important. Um, but then they started, a couple few seasons in, they started focusing on one story and developing the one thing. They stopped doing one-offs mostly. Yeah. And had this this whole, what I normally don't like, but like episodes where you have to watch three or four at a time to get the whole story. Yeah. Um. And so this show, I really feel like if they had been just a little bit better about starting it off, that it, it could have taken off. Yeah. Part of the problem is it was up against the shows that it was up against between Big Bang Theory and um, uh, Supernatural. And Grey's Anatomy. And, and Grey's Anatomy, yeah. They were they didn't have much of a chance. No. Somebody didn't like that show to put them there. Yeah. Uh, especially on Freeform, like that's a cable show. It's not a network show. Or it's a it's a cable channel, so it it doesn't have the same audience. Yeah. Um. But I feel like we could have had this whole like five, six, seven year deal where it's all voodoo. It's all in New Orleans the whole time. Yeah. These are magic powers, not superpowers. They could have they could have explained things better. Um, the kids could they could have done a time jump so that the kids are, you know, a little bit older, so they could do more better storylines with older kids, older people. I mean, Supernatural ran so long they were like twenty uh, when the show started. Sam had just started college. Yeah. And when it ended. They were forty something. I mean, you could, you could. It's doable. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. To be fair, that's probably just a special, magical. Yeah, situation. I mean, shows that run that long are. Uh, there is a certain, almost non-existent. There is a certain magic that has to happen, and you can't really put your finger on it, and you don't know which shows are going to be the magic ones until they are. Yeah. Because, I mean, we have a long list of shows that we watch over and over and over and over and over again, and there's just no, there's no formula. It's just fucking magic. Yeah. Like, The Office didn't turn into magic until after it had been off the air. 
it always floors me when I see references of like timely references, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sad because because we could have gotten that. I don't necessarily want to watch all like ten years of a show for the podcast because <laughs> that's a little much. But um, but it could have been this rich world that I. Oh yeah, absolutely. This definitely put me in, to, in the mood to be watching Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like, yeah. that New Orleans New Orleans is such a magical, mysterious, wonderful place and I want to That's wanna... Tahiti. You hush. <laughs> I I just I want I want to go be there for a while. And I could be there in this show if they had just Yeah. Yeah. It's upsetting. I I can't pinpoint exactly like the worst thing, the thing that ruined it for me. It's just uh, um, the the episode that didn't happen. The, let's talk about that. The entire episode of okay, so that's, we. I that's when I started picking up my phone a bunch during episodes. We because that sh- that episode pissed me off. We talk about how Andre gets into people's heads and takes away their hope. Yeah. And the way that manifested, at one point he captures Tandy, and the way he manifested her um, her hopes to try and uh, eliminate them was to have her live out alternate realities in her head. Well, it was one alternate reality until like she she sensed something was up and he had to adjust. Yeah, she was. She was savvy enough to the fact that this wasn't real life, that, that real life stuff cre- crept in along the way. Yeah, like her dad, she she flinched when dad started walking towards mom. Yeah. But to be fair, the actor did have a look on his face like he was about to fuck her up. I flinched a little bit. And I think I think some of that is reality creeping in, and some yeah. of that was like, Andre's attempt to pervert this world to take away the hope. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but but here's the thing. That is completely different from every other time that they show him manifesting his powers. Yes. Now. And and that was a mistake. It, the other mistake is it is very apparent very quickly that this is Andre manipulating her. Yeah. There's no, did she slip into another world? What kind of thing is happening? There's, there's no puzzle to solve. No. That should have been the first episode of the season. Because now it would still ignore the cop, which would have pissed me off. But um, the whole, if they had made that episode the first episode of the season, we both would have been like, what the fuck are they doing? Yes. There were- and we would have been like, why the fuck is her dad there? What the fuck is going on? And then we would have had to have watched the whole episode to see what the fuck was going on. Yeah, but we knew probably 15 minutes into the show. Oh, no, it was way faster than that. Sure. As soon as you see her dad being nice, you're like, or her dad at all. Yeah. You know, like, um, we know exactly what's going on, and the point of watching it is gone. Yeah. Like, none of this matters except to... The last sh- five minutes where we find out how she pulls out. Yeah. We're, we're seeing what Tandy thinks could have happened. Or what she wishes for. Which, I mean, yeah. if you think about it for half a second, you know damn well what she would want. Yeah. And all the rest of it is is just useless. And they yep. call back to those memories later when she's fighting her desperation at the end of the season. But still, it was it was a waste of an hour of my life. Yeah. 
that that whole thing could have been flashes in 15 minutes while she's fighting it and while she's getting taken to the hotel. And well, and sure that part of it could have, well, yeah, no, no, I don't, it, it wasn't. We were also shown that it took him longer to subvert her than it normally takes that she was fighting harder than most people. That was also the episode where it was revealed that Andre was, in fact, involved in a bad guy. Uh, there were things that... Well, but that reveal wasn't worth... No. Uh, it, it wasn't like a, oh, my God, moment. No. It could have been the... I mean, like, not the kidnapping part couldn't have worked in the first episode, but that... The explanation of his power could have been in the first episode, and yeah. and w- it would have been a lot better. We didn't. They were. Tr- I feel like they were trying for an oh shit, he's actually a bad guy thing. But come on, we knew something was wrong. Yeah. We knew he. We just knew. I. And I don't know who in the audience. Well, and maybe part it's skewed because we're watching three or four at a time, and I'm like over it. But I don't know who's watching that whole episode on the edge of their seat wondering what's going on. No. Because it's really fucking obvious. They already told us what his powers are. We already know that he can do that. Um, We don't need to see how it looks. No. And once she gets kidnapped. Honestly, I didn't even connect what happened in her head to what had happened to all those other girls. Yeah. I didn't, really. But once once they get her... Subjugated and brought to the hotel, and she fails in her attempt to escape. I take it back. There, I can't point to the worst part of the entire season. I can. It's the story I told myself when she's in the hotel. They didn't even have to tell this story. This one I got pretty obviously, and it, you know, it's because it's ob- It's because it's obvious. Yeah. And they, they were they, they were dressed her up in yep. a super short little girl dress, little yep. girl. It's like the the other um, what was it? Where the little girl, where the teenager dresses up like a little girl to get into a was that Daredevil? Punisher. Punisher. Yeah, it's more of that bullshit. Yeah. Where the, the it's not even an implication. It, they're out loud dressing her up as a little girl. So that some dude can come in and have his way with her. Yeah. Um, Throws the money on the table. Okay, they didn't have to go that far. Yeah. They didn't They didn't need him. They didn't need to go that far. I didn't need to see the money. I knew what they were doing when she dressed her up. I didn't need to see it. It, it was. It's traumatic, and it's going to trigger people. It's upsetting. You know what I really appreciated about that scene? What? Is we never saw his face. Why did you appreciate that? Because it made him more of a looming unknown threat. Okay. Well, bad guys are scarier when they're when you can't see them. Yeah. Like if you'd have given him a face, maybe it would have been an actor I recognized, maybe it would have been an actor I'm like, oh that's just that's just some pudgy dude or that's just some incel, right? Like I, with a face, there's something I can I can pin, and he was just a presence. Really, because that's that's not how I took it. I took it as um, the actual criminal in the room has his identity protected. 
Well, the actual was, criminal in the room was the chick who had drugged her and dressed her up and sold her. She wasn't in the room. The actual criminal that was in the room was the John. Okay. The Johns never get in trouble. Yeah. The ones that hand over the money and take advantage of the girls never get in trouble. No, and he's he's a faceless evil. The faceless evil is more. Yes, but you're seeing it from a dude point of view, and I'm seeing it from. No, that's fair. Like, yes, not seeing his face does make him seem more, like, mysterious and he could be anybody. Yeah. But it came off to me like he was protected. Maybe both. Like, that could have been the mayor. I mean, but see, to me, it's more scary if it's just the guy next door, perfectly pleasant. Okay. Because the danger of men is that they don't look like scary monsters. That's the scariest part, is because you're walking around Walmart, and you see some dude that looks like Jensen Ackles, and you think, ooh, he's cute. And then he can get away with so much more when he's attractive. That's a guy that can, like, you don't know. Like, the guy that's got greasy hair and is smells bad, you know to stay away from him. You know to put a wall up between you and him. He's less dangerous because he's scary looking. Okay. The attractive man who's going to charm you is much more dangerous, and the damage he does is much more long-term. I just We just see danger differently. My danger has a pleasant face. Good thing I'm ugly. You're funny. <laughs> um, I will say... Uh, if you're worried about the watching the scene, if you haven't already, that we don't actually like she gets saved before. No, she does not get saved. Well, she saves herself. Thank you. And Ty shows up to help save the day. Okay. No, no, no. All the girls end up. Ty getting... does not save the day. No, he does not. Okay. Ty shows up. She breaks out of her despair. This is fair. She fucks him up. Yeah. She busts through the fucking wall. She saves two other girls busting through walls and fucking people up. This is She runs into Ty. Ty does make an effort, though. Yes. Give him credit for showing up. But she saved herself. That that is very important. Thank you. It is extraordinarily important because the amount of... uh, This is the one time in the entire season that you actually see her... Um, how she could be because she fights through what would be fucking impossible to fight through. Yeah. None of the other girls are able to fight through it. They are so broken and we know it was harder for him to break her, but he, he still left a spark in there because that spark starts to grow and you can see it on her face and you know, when she's about to start breaking shit up. Yeah. It's extremely important because that was the most powerful she was in the entire season. Ty shows up and he was going to save her. He kind of seemed disappointed a little bit that she didn't need him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, she had he not shown up, she would have been falling. Okay. Um, And she had tried to escape before. So, she wasn't completely broken. It there's still a spark of her yeah. in there. She was trying. So it's important to note that. Nope, fair. Um But so there yeah, you don't see anything. I don't think he even touches her. No. 
Uh, but you see the fear in her face, and she's sitting on the bed, uh, and there's the imagery of him standing in front of her, and you you know where they're going, and your brain kind of tells the story. Uh, there is fear of what's coming. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. It's extremely uncomfortable. It, it was extremely uncomfortable. It doesn't happen, but it's definitely a PG-13 scene. I started looking at my phone for a while because I didn't know how far they were going to go. And I was like, nope, no, nope, I'm not here for this. And then I, and then she she got herself out of it. So I was like, okay, it's it's a survivable scene, but if you're... Really sensitive. I do, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. They, because really, the whole season, there are a lot of references to them being kidnapped, um, and bad things happening. You know the bad things that are happening to them, and it's it's upsetting. Yeah, and if you intend to skip that, that's in episode seven. Important to know. Yes. Yeah, and you're really not missing a whole bunch if you skip that one episode. <laughs> not really. Um, anything else we should talk about? Because I know there were a lot of things that we were nitpicking in the moment. Yeah, I, but nothing that's like most of the uh, the two Bridget things are. Oh, the um, the Vive, the Bridget Vive. Oh yes. This is one of the things that they dropped that I wanted more of. Yeah. So there's a scene where there's a multiple murder. They're all bad guys. Have no fear. Um, they run in, and one of the guys, of course, they show it in two parts in two different episodes, so it's wonky. Yep. One of the guys isn't quite dead, and he starts drawing a vevey with cocaine. Yes. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? It's just pictures. Is he like... Because you're like, okay, so is he trying to tell someone who killed him? Or is he trying to ask for help from one of the Loa? Um, and if you don't know what the symbols are, and maybe these aren't the right symbols, because I'm, one of the symbols isn't the right symbol for character. I already looked up. Um, but um, it turns out that it's a vivay for... Someone called Bridget. Mama Bridget. Yeah, Bridget. She said Brigitte, actually. My mom, Brigitte. Okay, well, but that's that's just with an accent. To be there. Okay. In any case, immediately, I'm like, well, because you were like, something's wrong with the detective. Yeah. And I wasn't really picking up on it because before she didn't really have much of a personality except she was abrasive. Yeah. So she didn't really feel that wrong. But you're like, you kept saying you thought she was the bad guy. Uh, and then he wrote that out. I'm like, okay, there it is. He was he was trying to tell somebody that would be in the know who killed him. Yep. Um. And, I mean, it would make sense if he knew her name. I don't know if he knew her name. I don't know if that's what it was. I don't know what Bridget is in charge of. Well, it, it we do know that those gang members did know Detective Bridget because she was the one that was trying to get them together to squash their beef. Apparently that character is in a video game. Okay. That Maman Brigitte 
is the Loa of Life, Death, Cemeteries, Healing, and Justice and Vengeance. Oh. So could be a coincidence. Probably a coincidence. But the story that popped into my head was he's trying to tell everybody who did it. Yeah. Well, and it turns out she was the one that did it. The the darker version of Bridget is the one that killed them all. Yeah. So, and then that's it. There's never, they never, it just gets dropped. So we don't know if he was asking for help or trying to tell someone who did it. The names are so close, it makes me think either you could just interpret it any way you want. But she's the Loa of all those things, so maybe he was asking for help, but maybe she didn't like cocaine. I don't know. Oh, or going back to your thought that these powers that these people are getting Uh as they're about to die are embodiments of certain Loas. Uh Uh-huh. Like Ty's got a lower that he's connected to. Uh, Tandy's got a lower that she's connected to. Mm-hmm. Dude's about to become a lower. Maybe when she almost died in the swamp, Detective Bridget was split in two by the dual nature of Maman Brigitte. Well, she could have been presides over life and death. Cemeteries and healing. Justice and vengeance. So. (laughs) But that's. See, here's the thing, though. That seems too deep for this show. It does, but I like it. (laughs) Oh, you want to know who the wife of Baron Samdi is? Please. Mom Rajit. Oh. Well, the wrong person married him. Well, but that was an offering. He is now a married to Brigitte, but often chases after mortal women. He loves smoking and drinking and is rarely seen without a cigar in his mouth or a glass of rum in his bony fingers. He can usually be found at the crossroads between the worlds of death and the living. Okay, I really want to know more about this. Okay. Because, you know, there's also a Brigitte... Bridget in Celtic mythology. Yeah. St. Bridget. Since we're uh, not sticking to stories at all, the Celtic Bridget is one of the few uh, Celtic gods and goddesses that the Catholics couldn't demonize when they started spreading their religion into that area. Because she's a master of healing. Yes. And, and... She's one of the like blacksmithing. She's um, one of goddesses. She, she's one of the few that the Catholics couldn't uh, demonize. So she became the first female saint in the Catholic religion, and they converted her into uh, someone that came to foretell of the coming of Christ. But her day is the middle of winter. Yeah, Saint Bridget's Day. Yep, absolutely. But there was there was nothing they could stick on because like the idea of the devil with his cloven foot hooves come from Pan they they demonized a lot of yeah. pagan uh, iconography. Pagan simply means not not Christian. Yeah, Christian. yeah. 
Actually, it means so, okay, non-urban so religion, also, but whatever. She's also connected to sunlight and fire. So she would be the most important. Like fertility, motherhood, fire, water. Like... Yeah, so let's... She protects mothers and newborn children. Like, she's important. Yeah. Like, she's covering all of all of the big fears of, like, proto-European... Yeah. Cal- well, proto-Celtic people. Sure. Let's bring the uh, theology class to a close, as well as the season. Listen, if you're not neurodivergent before you listen to this podcast, you'll be afterwards. This is what we do. This is how our brains work. I just accomplished a really good segue. And then I ruined it for you. You're welcome. I'm sorry. Say it again. (laughs) No. (laughs) Why? You can just edit it. No, it's not getting edited out. Everybody needs to know how much I love you. Okay. okay, so we close out the season. They they take down Andre. All of the people that he was stealing from all over New Orleans get returned. I, I would just like to point out it's way too easy to take him down. It was well after all that. It was way too fucking easy. Yeah, they killed a god pretty pretty Which handily. Which is why I didn't realize that he was a god at that. He's supposed to be a god at that point. Maybe he was. You know what? She we you pewed him with her hope. When the mayor first ascended, he was more vulnerable. Then he would have been if oh, they'd let. Yes. Then he would have if they'd let him complete the ascension. Uh, and maybe freshly ascended, uh, he was more vulnerable too. Well, they didn't say that. Uh, they take him down. Um, Bridget gets merged with herself. Magically. Magically, she. Uh, she just basically says, hey, uh, Dark Bridget, <laughs> you get to drive is, the car. It's so funny because the way they showed her merging into herself was she was painting her other self's fingernails. Yeah, she was in Claire's in the other realm Lord doing her nails and merged with herself. Well, it was, I mean, they came to an understanding, but the the fingernail polish was just silly. I did like the color, though. Poison. It's kind of a verdigree green. Yeah. Um, Leah, who we didn't mention much, one of um, Andre's lieutenants who was helping him get girls. Um, he's uh, She's in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, the priest, who we didn't talk about at all, but played a moderate part in the first season and next to no part in this season. Uh, he's cleaned himself up again, and he's... There was no point to him. No. I don't understand. His part actually was extremely upsetting. They ruined him, and then the mom abused him. Yeah. Said, I don't give a shit what you need or want. You're supposed to be here to service me. Yeah. And then she confesses to murdering uh, Connors and leaves him documents. Yeah, she left him with files. What well, I don't understand... I... That I, they didn't explain any of that. No, I mean, we don't even know what those files were. Um, now merged detective Bridget leaves Connor's body hanging at the shooting range for people to find yeah, with a, with a note. 
Yeah, and they're just going to totally let that go, right? Yeah. They're, they're not ever going to try to find out who brought a dead body into the fucking, one of the, the police, I don't know if it was the station, but their shooting range. Sure, which presumably would have lots and lots of cameras. I mean, it's just a place for cops. Why would it have cameras? Because it's a place for people to fire weapons. I don't think I've ever seen cameras at a shooting range. If I'm running a shooting range, especially one that handles law enforcement target practice, I'm going to have a lot of cameras. Well, but if it's, a, if it's a law enforcement target range or shooting range, there's not like a person running it. It's going to be like your shooting ranges where one of the one of the soldiers is there. Watching. And I'm going to have lots of cameras. I also have cameras at the entrances of the PD so I can watch the people coming and going. That would make sense, but I don't know that. Other people make sense. Um, Ty's parents are back together and happy. That's convenient. Uh, Tandy ends up leaving mom again. Oh, yeah, because, okay, this is fucked. I know she was upset, but she only started drinking again because she got grabbed by that dude. Yeah. That was not her fault she fell off the wagon. No. No, despair got a hold of her. Um, we do get a scene where Ty makes sure that the gangs aren't the gangs aren't trafficking women anymore. Um, we we put a pin in this. We were going to talk about it, and then I I told you to stop, and we'd come back to it. Ty at one point goes to the gangs, and he says, "Hey, you're going to stop trafficking kids." And the gang is like, "What? You think you're going to clean up New Orleans all by yourself?" And he's like, "Listen." If people want to do drugs, I can't stop them. That's their own bodies, whatevs. But you're not going to traffic women. I don't care what it costs. I don't care about your bottom line. Uh, you're not going to make people do things they don't want to do. And then he uh, scares the living shit out of them by dropping them off roofs and catching them a couple of times. So uh, they agree to his uh, demands. So we get a scene with him that's, following up on that's that. That's totally believable. Yeah. But uh, all of that is going to change because the last scene is Ty and Tandy getting on a Greyhound and going off to fight crime elsewhere in the world. So as soon as he's not there anymore, the yeah. gangs are going to go back to what they were doing. Well, I mean, they're not going to know he's not there anymore. But with no explanation at all whatsoever. They're on a Greyhound going somewhere else. Yeah. We don't know where they're going. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know what the plan is. Just on a bus. No, they just, they. they it's specifically a Greyhound, so you know it's going to be a longer trip. They've fixed New Orleans, so now they're going to go fix somewhere else. There's no more crime in New Orleans. Everything's happy. Yeah. How about the kid finishes high school and then goes to college? <laughs> so that he has a job. Because superheroing doesn't pay. Well, and. Uh, Ty's got no reason to stay because his girlfriend uh, married uh, Aloha to save his life. That annoyed me because she had no faith in them and didn't let them do their thing. Yeah. She could have let them do their thing, and if it didn't work, then she could have tried the other. They were she almost shit to herself. They had almost saved themselves. They were debating about uh, whether or not they should. She almost won. And then he's like, eh, it doesn't matter anymore. A new price has been paid. Yeah. It, that bugged me because she didn't want to do it. She sacrificed herself and um, 
And she did. She didn't want to. She didn't have to. It would have been fine. No, Auntie kind of talked. To, dead Auntie kind of talked her into it. She didn't talk her into it. She said, "You're gonna. You can make the decision." Yeah. But she made her feel like she had to. Yeah. That's just rude. Yeah. But that's that's the that's uh, second and final season of Cloak and Dagger. end with the best part tell me what the worst part was i think the the worst part was some of the extraneous storylines mm-hmm. um and that whole episode that didn't need to happen mm-hmm. um I, and really that just comes to loose writing i think is the worst part well, i think that they thought that they were writing a well-rounded storyline but there's nothing wrong with just having one problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. You never know where in the writing process they find out that they're not getting renewed for another season, and so they want to leave some plot threads to grab for future seasons. But you don't need to. You really don't need to. If your show's any good, you don't need to cliffhang. Uh, people will come back anyway. Yeah. Fuck. People like me don't remember what happened in the last goddamn season. <laughs> we just know, oh, it's time for the show that I like to start. Yeah. I mean. Hope they give me a good recap. A lot of people just rewatch the whole season again before they, like, we do that all the time. Yeah, we do. Especially for Outlander. Yeah, well, because Outlander's so goddamn good. It you is. watch it 10,000 times anyway. You get something different out of it every time. Yeah. Um. I just love, yeah, they're just awesome. Um, but uh, there didn't need to be. I don't know where they were. I don't know where they were going anyway. Yeah, that's the other thing we do is after we close the season, we're supposed to talk about what we want from. Yeah. Well, and I already said what I did. I say what I liked about the season. I think I did. It doesn't matter. It's. Yeah, I mean, basically, the character of New Orleans and the character of um, the the Loa and the um, that world was yeah. the best part. Yeah. Um, but the non-existent third season, um, they left that open as fuck. Yeah, they they can go anywhere and and. Fight anything. Five dollars says they were going to New York. But yeah, they did. Uh, they did do a good job of tying this to the the world at large. We got um, pictures and discussion of Luke Cage. When? When he was talking to that uh, young gang member. What? Yeah. We spent like five minutes talking about Luke Cage and being like Luke Cage. Uh, I spent five minutes looking at Facebook. Apparently. Um, so they well, could be off. You know, also it's connected, not because of that, but because that's where Bridget's from. Yes. She um, knows Misty. She, she mentioned those characters in the first season. So. Yeah. So it fully connected to the Defenders saga. Um, I, you know, I'd be cool if these guys showed up in one of those other shows. Okay. Um, They'd have to be secondary characters. Yeah. Uh, they don't have main character energy. No. 
Um, plus they're young, I, you know, like older people are going to be naturally more leadery and. Yeah. But you know, with, with the way they ended getting on a bus and going off to become heroes, mm -hmm. they really did like leave it open for them to be a Sam and Dean kind of thing where they're going around the country fighting monsters, monster of the week for a while. Yeah. I mean, they really could have. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck, they could have had a whole supernatural situation. Yeah. It wouldn't have been better than the show they were competing with, but yeah. they could have. Uh, and by 2019, Supernatural had morphed into let's let's oh. fight God. So, yeah. It, but anyway, this is our 29th season God of television. Damn. On my gravestone. I want an accounting of the amount of hours I wasted watching Marvel. <laughs> Where do you find this on the seasonal list? I don't know. All right, let me uh, let me find it. Seasonal list. Um. Okay, well, it's better than Daredevil season one. Hold on, let me get through these defenders. You know. I hate to do it, but my starting bid is above Daredevil Season 3 because I hate Daredevil. So definitely better than the first season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, is it? Yeah. It, it is. is. It because, was a richer show. Because uh, Season 1 left a lot of questions open. Like the magic juice from the pipes. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't think it's better than season two of Jessica, though. Um, I Well, like I said, my opening bid is dare, above Daredevil season three, because I don't give a shit beyond that. Okay. let's. I'm not really attached to the Cecil list. I don't much like most of these. You know what I'm saying? Season one of Jessica Jones and Punisher and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are the only things I care about here. Okay. Well, and, and Jessica Jones is only because of the Doctor. Well, that first season of Jessica, yeah. The second, I just said. The second season was pretty good, too, with her, uh, with, with us exploring her mom and her backstory. Yeah, and, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. I don't remember any of it. No. Well, you're going to need to remember some of it. Jay, why? Isn't it time for a movie? Because next week we watch her last season, season three. It is the last Defender season, period. Okay. Well, I... I can't imagine what big bad they're going to do that's going to be interesting. I have absolutely no idea um, what this season is about, what kind of uh, cameos we might get. Probably none, because they have not really cared about cameos. Um, I just know that it's season three of Jessica, and it's our last Defender season. I'm getting spoilers. But we are getting very close to... Um, oh, Trish is missing. 
Oh, yeah, because remember she was doing those super soldier drugs. Yeah. And she killed Jessica's mom. Like right in front of her. I don't remember her that. On the carousel or on the... Um, the uh, the French Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. There you go. The names of these episodes are funny. <laughs> um, number ten is called Hero Pants. Gotta put your hair hero pants on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a thirteen episode Netflix show. Um, and that is that is the last of the defenders. We're getting really close to. Closing out everything that's not an MCU show. Couple of exceptions, but. Okay, well, we have to watch 13 episodes of Jessica Jones tonight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, and they're just, they just keep coming out with new TV shows, don't they? Yeah, well, the seasons are getting shorter and shorter. And it's a bad thing when that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but also, we're getting really close to starting to get some of the really good MCU shows. We've got some chaff to watch through first. But... Um, oh, I have to tell you, I'm really looking forward to watching She-Hulk again. We're uh, we're only about a month and a half away from WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks later, we get Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I'm I'm anxious for you to see. Uh, Loki coming up. I don't up. like either one of those characters. You're going to like this show, I think. They You're going to like them. screaming at that show. Okay, well, that's a different thing altogether. Because those two are the most not-seen characters in the last couple of movies. Um, they're, they're just there in the background. They don't exist, really, for me. Um. But uh, Hawkeye, I'm excited for you to see. Well, I'm interested in Hawkeye, and I'm interested in Loki. And then after our uh, 100th episode, when we transition into season three, it's no longer two shows in a movie anymore. It's sometimes two, three movies before another show. Good. Um, because things I mean, even honestly, uh, it's melting my brain a little bit to have to watch this much TV. I know. I don't watch this much TV normally. Yeah. Um, cause if I want to watch shows, I want to watch, I have to watch them during the day Yeah. because we have to watch the Marvel show at night. We've only got a couple more months at this pace. I'm like six episodes behind on my irrational show, which is really good by the way. Do you remember the show, uh, you know, the lie to me Yeah. and the character Alex Cross, mm-hmm. um, this guy's kind of, um, a mix of those two characters. Um, but he's like a, he's a nice guy and he's not broken. Okay. Whereas, you know, like. Emil Blonsky was very broken. Yeah. The, the light of me guy was fairly broken. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got issues. Um, but, uh, it's the main character or the main actor, um, used to be on law and order back in the day, like a, a long while ago. Um, and he does have some issues. He was, um, he was in a church bombing or outside of a church that got bombed. So he's, his face is melted. 
Um, so he's got some he's got some stuff he's working on, but in a, like a healthy way. Okay. Um, and you should you should definitely watch it because it's it's that kind of you know that kind of crime show that that is more focused on how people's brains work than the crime. Oh yeah. Uh, like, like D'Onofrio. Yeah, like uh, like one of the at one in one episode, a dude is taking hostages, and he says, "Okay, cool, we're gonna do this. So what? What's your next step? What are we doing?" Like he's doing it with him, and he's like, "So what you're gonna need is you're gonna need a, a way to get out of here, and then you're gonna need to take a hostage with you. So in order to take a hostage with you, you need to think about feeding them and whatever." And and then the dude's like, oh my god, fuck this, just I, I give up, I put my gun down, I surrender. And one of the chicks is like, what the fuck just happened? And he's like, oh, it's just like, uh, I just like I ran with his plan so hard, like I was agreeing with him, and he's like starting to think about all the logistics, and it was just overwhelming. I overwhelmed him with his own plan. Tell the audience the name of the show again. You're selling it pretty hard. The Irrational. Okay. Uh, on Hulu. Okay. I think. Uh, it's real good. It's All right. Real good. It's he's he's not as dark as I would like a character to be because I really I like the I like broody dudes. You know what else is real good? Yeah. Rating and reviewing our podcast and telling all your friends to come oh, watch. Man. Let it go. Let it go. We are not everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. Mention us on the social medias. Yeah, please do. I I mean, I mention us infrequently. And then maybe watch Jessica Jones and meet us back here next week. For Marvel Movie Night.